pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show we've been running for, we don't really know, but somewhere between 10 and 20 years, which makes us the longest running video game radio show in the world. And my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon By Ron. How are you, Steve? I'm all right. Thank you, Simon. I'm all right. Uh, it's the last day of January today. Tell me about this. it. Mm, it's felt very, very long, hasn't it, this month? Has it? Have you been doing dry January as well then? <laughs> I didn't know that January had 100 days in it. It does feel like this though. Why do you think it's apart from the... Five weekends. Thing? Five weekends in January. Five. Right, I didn't even realise okay. you could have a month with five weekends in it. But oh no, that's what January 2021 does. Um, yeah, and of course the uh, bonus of pre-recording this is that when this airs tomorrow... I will be drinking. <laughs> Are you going to settle into your, to your armchair in your shed, uh, switch on <laughs> Resonance FM, like tune in, like tune in on the FM dial, and then crack one open? Crack open a tinny, yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I. I ended up doing this because I lost an argument with myself, which was, um, you know, towards the end of December. Like 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 many people, I was relying on booze a little too much, and I thought mm. I've never done dry January before. Why don't we do it uh, uh, this January? And then I thought to myself, well, that sounds a bit difficult, wasn't it? Why don't you just do you know four days off and three days on? And I was like, well, you know, that's not really in the spirit. And, and then as soon as I as soon as I caught myself arguing, I was like, look, you are just going to have to do it. You, you just just stop. For a month, how hard can it be? It's only thirty-one days. It's only uh, it's only five hours away, Simon. As we as we record this, four hours and fifty-seven minutes. Not that I'm counting for you. Well, and that's the temptation, isn't it? It would. I mean, I, I do think if the first of February was a Sunday, there would be a strong chance I'd I'd, I'd welcome in the new month. <laughs> <laughs> it's pathetic, really, isn't it? But um. I was listening on other radio stations this week, and they were talking about how it's very popular, um, surprisingly popular this this year. So, um, to all of those that have been doing it, congratulations! Well done. Well done. Have you well been doing done. it, Steve? I have. I have not been doing it. I haven't drunk much though, uh, because I mean, I suppose this is is your argument, and probably the argument of a lot of other people doing it is. If I'm if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it in a year when there's nothing open and there's very little chance to socialise. Um, so I, I I had a couple of drinks the other night when we were recording Marioki okay. uh, at Marioki HQ. Who can blame you? The drinks mm-hmm. never stop at Marioki HQ. Though, <laughs> <do> they? <laughs> they, just, they just keep flowing. Yeah. Marks and Spencer's gin and tonic on tap. Uh, there are other types of gin and tonic available. 
And um, yeah, but apart from that, not drunk very much uh, this semester, this semester, this this uh, this month either. So I guess you could say I've done almost dry January. Um, so well done, almost well done to me. Well done. Uh, aside from that, have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Spent a lot of it in VR, which uh, you know is a very good avoidance technique. I think it uh, is difficult to drink with a headset on. I have, I have, no, <laughs> no genuinely is. Um, you know, fortunately they um, they introduced pass through view where you tap the headset to get a view of your of your surroundings, mm. which I guess that they introduced for safety reasons. But I found very useful when I was drinking from a can. Yeah, it sort of defeats the purpose of. Oculus Quest's amazing untethered VR if you're also using a meter-long straw as well. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. You had a good one? Yeah, I guess so. It's all right. It's but all right. roll on next week. That's all I can say. <laughs> so we've got uh, about 55 minutes left of the show and we will be talking about video games during those 55 minutes. We'll have reviews at the back end of the show. We will do some letters in the middle. We'll have some video game music. No guest this week. Sorry. How's it? How's it going with Dexter? Uh, I haven't heard from him, uh, so don't know that there'll be an update for you next week. Okay, excellent. Uh, and uh, we'll begin the show as we always do with the news. Simon, I've I've picked out a few stories this week. Uh, do you want me to go first, or hit me. do you want to go first? No, All hit right. me. Uh, this is from Gama Sutra. It's a report, uh, and it's taken from Bloomberg. I've noticed that <laughs> more and more when we do this with the sites that we 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 pick, uh, which tend to be you know the big ones, the biggies, our friends at Eurogamer, VG twenty four seven, Gama Sutra. A lot of the time, they're just reporting on what other sites have reported. Um, this one from Gama Sutra uh, is saying that Bloomberg have run an article saying that um, mismanagement is plaguing Amazon's uh, struggling push into video games. Now, Amazon have been trying to get into the video game business for uh, for a, quite a while now. Long time. Yeah, it says here uh, they're pumping $500 million dollars Actually, I'm not sure it says it in this article, but I read in another one, $500 million a year uh, into video games, and they've yet to have a hit. Uh, but the Bloomberg article uh, specifically calls out all kinds of uh, mismanagement uh, of its uh, development teams. It says here, uh, ranging from misprioritized project goals based on trending games from other competitors, i.e. seeing something that's working and then leaping on the back of that, uh, sexist and racist trends in the workplace, and unfamiliarity with the game development process, uh, just to list a few. Um, how do you feel about Amazon's uh, Amazon's attempts to get into games? Your mic cut out then, Steve, for some reason. I'm not sure what's going on, but um, I imagine that it was... Very <laughs> well, insightful. I just... Yeah, no, I just said, uh, to recap, uh, things aren't going well at Amazon. Uh, what's your view on Amazon's uh, attempted entry into the video game space? Well, it's surprising, isn't it? Because um, you would have thought that such a huge entity like that would be able to buy in the best expertise uh, available. Um I think it's whenever they've tried to dabble in, in the production of games, they're very good at selling them, I have to say. Mm. Um, but whenever they've dabbled in the creation of them or even offering them um, as part of their own service, that's that's when things have tended to unravel. There was an awful lot of, of excitement around the um, their mobile phone that they did. Was that called mm-hmm. the, the Kindle? Was it a Kindle phone or a Fire phone? Um, and uh, a lot of hullabaloo about the games they were going to be bringing to that. That didn't last particularly long. There was the Android um, app store and also... Uh, I forget what service that was, where they basically gave you premium games for free. Mm. Um, Again, that no longer exists. They own um, one of the, one of the 
engines, don't they? Lumber so yard. They've got a lumber yard, which isn't that a fork of CryEngine? It is, yes, I, think I believe. It's related to CryEngine. Um, although, I'm not sure that relationship's going well, is it? There was some legal shenanigans to do with. Okay. I might, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But. Um, uh, yeah, no, clearly failed to make a dent in it. There was the um, the the game that they soft launched and then pulled. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love have, to know what what their New Year's resolution is. They have all the money in the world, or Jeff Bezos does, so they can afford a few. They can afford a substantial number of missteps. Um, it seems to me if they decided to go the traditional route of getting into games, or at least the traditional megacorp route, which is just to buy a big old game studio and say, can you make some games for us? Uh, then they could certainly have afforded to do that, and that would have been a, a more risk-free route. But uh, I suppose you don't get to be the richest man in the world or the are they the richest company in the world? I suspect so. Uh, without taking risks. And they've taken a few. They've got their own engine. Uh, and they're trying to do everything, aren't they? Their own distribution network with the systems that you've talked about. Their own engine, their own platforms generally. And on the back of that, it's almost like it feels the creative uh, is taking a back seat. Um, still, they've got time to turn it around and they've certainly got the money. So good luck to them. <laughs> Good luck to the plucky upstart. <laughs> uh, from Eurogamer this week, um, writes Vicky Blake. Uh, she wrote this earlier today. A Tokyo store's attempt to sell new PS5 stock ends in chaos and a call to the police. Uh, subhead, they cancelled the sale due to people being insane. Double exclamation mark. Police had to be called to a Japanese store yesterday when mobs of desperate fans tried to buy a PlayStation 5. Although the staff at Yodabashi Camera in Tokyo implemented a random lottery system in an attempt to curb scalpers, while trying to distribute the few hundred tickets, fr- frantic fans surged forward, shouting and shoving, in spite of Tokyo's coronavirus surge and current state of emergency. Within 10 minutes, police officers were at the scene and eventually the sale was cancelled. Dave Gibson, who was there at the time, tweeted, They cancelled the sale due to people being insane. Pushed so hard, even the cash registers and staff went backwards. I've never seen that kind of insanity in Japan before. So the PlayStation 5 still seems to be plagued by stock issues. Um, And obviously this is uh, a physical realisation of the type of hysteria that happens whenever there's a stock alert that goes um, live saying that the either the Xbox or the PlayStation are back in stock. The reason that this story piqued my interest was that um, I've been to that Yodabashi camera in Tokyo. It's a colossal electronics store, um, which uh, when you emerge from the station, I forget which one it uh, it is, uh, but I remember being taken by the fact that um, this store is is within close proximity to one of the station's exit. And even at the time of uh, no hysteria and no PlayStation 5, I, it looked, it genuinely looked like the store when I was there was inhaling people from the station. It was <laughs> like the doors were breathing in just because everybody was going there. Um, it's an absolutely brilliant store. Uh, you know, I spent slightly too much money there um, on the things I didn't need. But yet, I can't imagine what that must have been like, because even on a, on a, on a, on a normal day, that place is, uh, I would already describe as insane. So what's going on with PS5 stock then? Uh, you know, I'm a layman. Give it to me straight, Simon. Why aren't they just making more? Well, uh, there have been all sorts of supply chain issues. What with, you know, the pandemic and stuff um, is the commonly held explanation. But it's tr- it is strange, isn't it? Because both Sony and Microsoft have said uh, that their launches were their most successful ever. So imagine what they would have been like if they'd been able to manufacture enough. The thing I'm, I'm um, wondering is when it's going to be back to normal. <laughs> um, I, I, I have uh, an Xbox Series S. Uh, I've I haven't had the opportunity to buy a PlayStation Five, um, yeah, and I'm, it is unclear whether that's going to change. So, don't are, know. Are you going to get like it, it, uh, <laughs> as soon as stock is available? Uh, are you getting hold of one? 
Well, we've talked about it before. I'm almost tempted to simply because I've been unable to. I, mm. I, at the moment, so we've got Spider-Man Miles Morales here on the PlayStation 4. At the moment, there aren't um, any uh, exclusives that are, um, you know, stopping me from sleeping at the fact I don't currently have a PlayStation 5. Obviously, that will change um, as the year progresses. But, um, yeah, I'm sort of tempted just, if if I see one, just to grab one to, to know that it's there for when I do want one. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, no, I haven't, I haven't felt the need. What, what, what about you? Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not in any rush to do it. I, I've. I think I will wait for the uh, for the games that I really, really want to play to come out on it before I, I take the plunge, and that's lucky because it sounds like I'm not going to be able to. I certainly don't have the energy or commitment to uh, fight a crowd for one. Well, and um, to add to that, uh, today I noticed that some people were saying uh, because they'd spotted um, a listing somewhere and um you know yes a listing is not absolute proof but but i'd say more often than not generally they uh, turn out to be true sometimes the timing's a little bit off but mm-hmm. um mlb the show uh, which is sony's exclusive baseball game has been mm-hmm. spotted as listed for xbox so <gasps> there's a a thought that sony might be bringing more of its first party titles to other formats in the way that they've been doing on pc that's a big story well there you go just dropped it in at the end of uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the end of a stock alert story yeah no well i mean you know it hasn't been confirmed yet so we shall see but interesting if true reggie fis amy is that how you say that name we don't have Anna around to it's do it's a... how you say that name okay that'll do um Former Nintendo of America president, of course, uh, has said that well, this bit's obvious. After lackluster sales of the Wii U, the company needed a hit, and luckily it was the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the story here is that he has called the Switch a make-or-break product, implying something that I think we all <laughs> would have assumed, but stating it for real, that Nintendo were in a deep, deep, deep trouble if the Switch hadn't been a success. So they were betting everything on that. Thankfully for them, it, it really, really was. Um, so so thanks for confirming that, Reggie, I guess. Now, isn't Reggie... Uh, so he's no longer at Nintendo. Do you know where he mm. is at the moment? No, no idea. I'm just going uh, to confirm this. Uh, bah, bah, bah. He's listed in uh, his Google searches. An American businessman. Um, It does not say in this article. Did somebody say... Maybe it was just speculation. No, okay. Somebody had said that he was on the board of GameStop. Maybe he isn't. (laughs) 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 An extraordinary amount of luck uh, if that was the case. No, it doesn't look like it. So there we go. Don't believe anything I say. Um, although while I was Googling that, it did come up with uh, Sony making Xbox games. So there we go. So that was it. I wonder what, what would have happened then if it hadn't been a hit. Mm, I, I was, that was Where would we be? I was be? about to ask you. Like, I, I think that everyone who... I think certainly everyone of sort of our generation and uh, I, I would guess most people who've grown up with video games have a... Uh, have a soft spot for Nintendo, regardless of whether you know you've got a PlayStation, or you've got a, a, an Xbox. Is it me or, or a console wars not really so much of a thing these days? They're all playing nicely these days, aren't they? they are, it's a bit boring. To be. It's not bit... like that in our day, was it? Like yeah. Sonic there, there used on to a be Nintendo act- console. <laughs> Can't believe that idea. There used to be actual <laughs> fights, didn't there? Yeah, but um, you know, everyone's everyone. Everyone loves Nintendo, it seems. Most people love Nintendo. And I certainly think there was a bit of fear around... And also like that crushing weight of inevitability. It felt like the Wii U was a failure. And how do you turn that around? Well, I I, um, I was at the UK... Um, I'll say unveiling, that's too grand a word for it. But the first time that... Anybody outside of Nintendo um, had got that. Sorry, saw the Switch physically. Was at an mm. event at Earl's Court um, 
maybe like the December before it launched, maybe. Um, and I remember queuing up for the uh, trade opening. This was before there was like a public showcase and we were queuing up with uh, lots of other industry people. And I have to say, I mean, I was, you know, bouncing up and down like Tigger, genuinely excited. Uh, there was an awful lot of scepticism in that queue. Um, mm. Publishers who had been uh, absolutely browbeaten by um, the Wii U um, and their poor performance on it really didn't think that uh nintendo had what it took to fight back against sony and microsoft um it was you know i i like i say i was i was genuinely excited about seeing it we'd been told about it beforehand anyway so the opportunity to get one in, in the hands was was uh was uh almost too much to bear but once we were in there i think that the mood changed once people could see the demonstration of oh here's breath of the wild in your hands and here it is portably portable people realize what a game changer that could be so um yeah they had an awful lot of work to do uh but Thankfully, they did it. My first experience of the Switch was at GDC, the year it came out, um, in Chris Graft's hotel room. Chris Graft, <laughs> editor of Gama Sutra, uh, had brought his to the conference, and we were recording the first episode of One Life Left um, out there uh, in his hotel room. And my first experience was Chris stomping around the room because he'd slid one of the Joy-Con in the wrong way Ooh. and couldn't couldn't get it out. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't a positive experience, but has been nothing other than uh, positive since then. The next story I picked up um, was... Um, that's it. I was looking at what, what Crystal Dynamics intend to do with um, the next Tomb Raider uh, games, where they uh, say that they're going to unify the timelines between the reboot and the original ones. And I'm like, okay, why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how reboots work. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, I, yeah, so I, I yeah, I, I um. You know the modern, the most recent games show a young uh, Lara, whereas the original games, where she's already a seasoned adventurer. So yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing then. But um, it's uh, it's an anniversary um, of Tomb Raider this year. Obviously, it's an anniversary of everything every year, but um, it linked to a series of anniversaries, which I thought I would run through with you. Okay. See if you could guess how old they are. <laughs> okay, first okay. up, Resident Evil. I would guess that is... Are these all, like, round numbers? They are, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to guess Resident Evil is 20... Three. Tw- <laughs> 25 years old. Well done. Uh, it yeah. is indeed. Uh, it's his okay. 25th anniversary on the 22nd of March. All right, good. Street Fighter 2. Oh, okay. So I reckon that has got to be 30 years. You're doing very well. 30 years okay. old between February <laughs> and March. Birthday right. unknown, I presume. Dragon <laughs> Quest. Dragon Quest? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that is 40 years old you do it a disservice 35 Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 35 years old May the 27th Sonic the Hedgehog so that must be wait I'm I'm just trying to work out what round numbers are what year are we so it's 1991 (laughs) so 30 years well done Crash Bandicoot that's that's the big one. That's the one we're all looking forward to, isn't it? So this year is all about Crash Bandicoot's birthday. Yeah, that's uh, whatever I said Resident Evil was. 25, so, yeah. 25. I remember being shown Crash Bandicoot behind closed doors. Imagine people deeming Crash Bandicoot worthy of being a behind closed <laughs> doors game at E3. People love that game, though. I don't understand it. It's appalling. I don't get it. Isn't Crash Bandicoot, as I understand it, uh, like just... Temple Run, 
but the wrong way. Wrong way, exactly. It's impossible to play. Uh, anyway, happy birthday, Crash Bandicoot. 25 yeah. years old on September the 9th. Uh, also, Tomb Raider. I Raid hope you 20... don't live another day. <laughs> Tomb Raider's 25th, as we um, mentioned. Finally, Xbox and Halo. Oh, well. Come on. I know that. 20. Well done. Um, yeah, and that's along with um, Zelda, of course, which wasn't mentioned in this piece because it gets its own one on its own. 35 yeah. years old this year as well. So there's a lot of excitement about how Nintendo may honour Zelda's uh, 35th year, given what they did for mm. Mario. Mm. Shall we speculate? Well, it's it's a re-release of all of them, isn't it? Is it? I'm guessing. <laughs> Are you not excited uh, about buying all of them again? Well, when you say all of them, what do you mean by all of them? I, I mean, presumably, <laughs> it's going to be three of them bundled together uh, and it will be um, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker. Yeah. What about the other ones then that no one talks about? Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Uh, you know what, though? Because what about those fellas? Maybe didn't they do this? Didn't they have a pack of these uh, remastered for the Wii? Well, there was a Zelda pack remastered for the Wii. I'm sure there was. Yeah, they, I think um, Skyward Sword and uh, Twilight Princess were Wii games, weren't they? No, but I think that there was. You could by getting one of those, you could get Ocarina and Majora. Maybe I don't know. Maybe anyway, this, this is well, too much speculation. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, they'll do something like that. I uh, would you would you be in? Because I was fully in for Mario, which I've played exactly five minutes of. <laughs> yeah, same. I would. Um, uh, yeah, I, I actually tried to emulate Wind Waker yesterday on my phone, which is and... fine because you own the original. I do own the. I bought it many times, um, and. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, yes, it runs on a phone, but it's not the way that Nintendo in, uh, mm. intended for me to enjoy it, did they? So I'd much rather wait for um, an official version, presumably on the 35th anniversary. When's that? This year. Don't know. Great. <laughs> all right. Good. Well, that's got? all my news. Is, it? is that all yours? It is. Perfect. All right. Uh, thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. listening to one life left on resonance 104.4 fm the greatest radio station in the world and we are a video game radio show we're pretty good as well or at least we are long running you can't argue with that um there was one 
news story that we well, didn't cover, Simon. Yeah, we 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 named it, didn't we? But we uh, did. You referenced it. We didn't go into detail. Well, it's not strictly a video game news story, but that's never stopped us before. So, who's going to explain what happened then? Well, I don't understand it. So. <laughs> Does anybody? I've seen. I don't know about you. Of course, we're talking about the uh, the shorting and subsequent skyrocketing of the GameStop stock uh, as as manufactured by Reddit subreddit Wall Street Bets. I've seen lots and lots of explainers for this, all of which have been linked by oh, I didn't understand it until this. But, you know, well done to this person. Uh, I completely get it now. Clicked on them all. Still don't really get it. Do you? Well, I think I understand it. Um, So, yes, uh, a subreddit, Wall Street Bets, has actually been speculating about the value of GameStop for for a while. It isn't something that just happened this week. And the the guy that originally um, suggested they were worth investing in, he... He uh, he put fifty thousand dollars in, um, I think, in November, and he's like a multi-millionaire now. Uh, and so, yeah, it hasn't hasn't all been about these laughs and japes where people have been trying to uh, go up against the hedge funds. But but basically, a shares well, a shares value is worth whatever anybody will pay for it. Um, some financial institutions will borrow a share from you um, for I don't know. They'll say, can I hold this for a week, please? And then I'll give it back to you. And then what they do is they they sell it immediately in the hope that the share price in that time will drop sufficiently so that they will then um, be able to buy it back for less money and make and make the money. Apparently, it can be um, uh, it can be. Uh, public information which hedge funds how or how much people have got in these shorts in inverted commas mm. and wall street bet spotted this and said well look the, the, these guys are, are going to have to buy it back at some point um there's only a certain number of shares if we start buying them now um then they're going to be in trouble and uh, that's what happened and so um the value so of gamestop had... inexplicably yeah. went from <laughs> tens of dollars to hundreds of dollars um, over a period of days. Um, what effect does this have on GameStop, the company? Because presumably as a... Uh, so we've known for a while that companies, bricks and mortar uh, companies that sell physical copies of games uh, have been in trouble for, you know, a decade or so, right? They're... they're um, because as the games industry has shifted to online and games companies got bolder about pushing that. Initially, they were cautious because they didn't want to offend the bricks and mortar stores. Now everyone's fully online and um, the bricks and mortar stores were making more money from secondhand games, but that even that's diminished now. Um, so it's like, where is the future for these stores? And that presumably is why the stock is so low, right, for GameStop. But does this affect that in any way? Because I, I, it must be overpriced now, right? Yeah, but as far as I'm aware, and I'm no expert, um, a company's stock does not impact the day-to-day activity of that mm. firm. So as, as as far as I know, nothing's changed right. uh, for GameSpot, uh, GameStop. Um, I would imagine that some of the shareholders at the, at the, of, of the board may have sold a few this week. <laughs> You would, but as, you? Yeah, as to whether it makes any difference, I'm not. I'm not certain that it does. Mm. Um, mm. So there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's an actual financial podcast that people could get some more information from. It was, but it was. It was interesting to see the games industry uh, mm. become part of a, a, a major news story, um, and not necessarily for the wrong reasons, as it has done before. Um, and you know, watching these financial analysts try and explain what a GameStop is. I mean, I guess they 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 could be listening back now and and laugh at us trying to explain what a stock is. <laughs> well, quite, but by far the uh, I mean the part of this that I have enjoyed the most is certainly uh, serious broadcasting outlets having to read out the names of Reddit accounts uh, <laughs> seriously uh, as as part of their news story. Um, 
Yeah, have you ever been tempted to get involved in video game stocks? No, no. Like all of these things, if we hear that it's worth buying, it's already too late. It is. And of course, there is a temptation to go, oh, okay. It's the same thing with cryptocurrency, isn't it? But Mm. if we're doing that, you know, think of all the sophisticated technology um, and bots that are out there doing it properly. So I'm not certain it's for the little people like us, Steve. (laughs) I think we have to let the grown-ups do it. Shall we? Uh, it's, well, maybe your son can get on it. Presumably, he already is. Uh, shall so. we? Uh, shall we get on with the letters? Email messages and Right, we had uh, two letters, didn't we, this week? We did what a bumper week. Uh, Chris Conroy writes. Sorry, my video isn't working today. It's a subject. Dear team and SSG, I see that the brilliant car battler roguelike Time Sync Slay the Spire is coming to Android next week, meaning the productivity of home workers is about to dip dramatically. Not that any of us do this, of course, but if you absolutely had to have a mobile game to play during boring Zoom meetings, what would it be? For the benefit of any employers out there, I've heard that your card-clashing correspondent, Chris Conroy, definitely doesn't do this, although he has recently rediscovered Concise Puzzler Freeze and enjoys playing that in his own time. Lots of love, Tristan Thomroy. Um, yeah, February, February, the, February the 3rd, Steve. Are you, are you doing this? Am I doing what? Are you getting? Are you buying? Yeah, I am. But yeah. you've got it. I do twice. <laughs> Makes sense then. Three times. <laughs> Rule of three. Apologise. Yeah, no, of course uh, I am. Ima- imagine being able to know that you can play Slay the Spire <laughs> whenever you like. Still choosing not to. It's just uh, comforting, because, though. Isn't it, is, it? it is exactly. <laughs> Now, we should point out that it has been available on iOS for quite some time, so all those posers mm. have been yeah. able to to enjoy that same feeling. Although they've been too busy reading uh, reading books under a tree and using GarageBand or whatever it is that <laughs> iOS users do. I've seen the adverts. But yeah, no, I am, uh, I'm, I, I am in for this. I think um, there'll be times when you've jumped on a train and you haven't got your Switch with you or all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, sadly, no uh, cross-progression and cross save although that said you know i haven't reached the heady heights jonathan smith finished it how do you finish it i've finished it but i don't think i've finished it uh you get to ascension 20 on each of the of the four characters i I haven't got to ascension 2 so i've definitely not finished Uh, it i mean maybe i have i've I've, I've got to ascension 4 i think on one of them and i i didn't know you had to do that my goodness but that was all Jonathan Smith played. I remember him telling us last time we met. Yep. He was like, no, we t- I tried to talk to him about video games. He wouldn't talk <laughs> about them. He was well, like, so the Spire, that's it. Just imagine what it'd be like now. It's available on uh, mobile. He, he wouldn't even look up at you. <laughs> he, he'd still be, still be playing it. Um, have you, yeah, I don't I don't play mobile games during my Zoom calls. Um, but I, I did get a new phone this week and I have been um, restocking it, obviously loading it up mm-hmm. with games. Uh, I thought of you. What phone I, did you get? Uh, an S21 Ultra. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I Thanks. thought you'd be p- pure pixel. No, I haven't been one of those for a while, actually. Okay. Oh. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I loaded up threes. Um, I downloaded uh, XCOM again. Two two games that would be comforting to have in my pocket, but I won't actually play. Um, but I had forgotten about threes actually, and I thought, hmm. I remember, I remember you telling me before the before the uh, birth of my child uh, to make sure I had XCOM for the delivery room. <laughs> Get hold of that, you'll be fine. Uh, because well, it would be subtle, <laughs> right? You could look like you were anxiously texting the grandparents. Exactly. Instead, you were taking a chance on a 75% headshot or something. <laughs> It's either that or whip out a gaming laptop, isn't it? One of them will Well, well, no. As we've talked about before, I brought my Switch. You're a braver man than me, Steve. Um, Hello to... Sorry, to answer that, Chris, um, I uh, always have Hoplite on my phone. Have you never got into Hoplite, Simon? I I downloaded it for my new phone. (laughs) 
think you'd enjoy it. I think it's a good, it's a good game. And uh, I, I'm uh, crosswords, crosswords. Oh, and uh, P cross, of course. Any free P cross thing is just good. Uh, While you're working. Murdering. No, While definitely not. While you're supposed not. to be educating. While a I'm waiting. Generation. No, absolutely not. While I'm waiting for other people to join a Zoom call. <laughs> in my in my commercially oriented part of the week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I wish I wish I had time to play games when I was when I'm dealing with education. Alright. Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello SSG. There are two obvious news stories this week that I'm sure you've covered. Yes, we have, Robert, at least one of them. <laughs> Extensively. <laughs> Which game franchise needs Reddit Bros to inflate the stock price so it can get a sequel? Uh, says Robert. Well, um, I was thinking, uh, I was reading one of the news stories that I did not uh, did not put in my section of the news this week uh, was that Nagoshi, Toshihiro Nagoshi, uh, director of Yakuza, Yakuza series, but also previously director of Monkey Ball has just been made Sega's creative director. He was previously chief creative officer, but they're doing Sega Sammy is doing a bit of reshuffle right now. Um, and I was thinking maybe maybe he can creatively direct a new Monkey Ball game because I want that series back and I want it to be like Monkey Ball 1 and like no other Monkey Ball uh, because they were all progressively worse after that point. Um, Monkey Ball 1, maybe with the minigames of Monkey Ball 2, which were great. Uh, but yeah, if Reddit... You'll allow them, those, will you? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll allow any of the others, but I won't be buying them. Uh, I, I just want the first Monkey Ball. It's such a good game, and I can't think of a clearer example of a stock that has fallen in video games Uh at least for me, um, than Monkey Ball. What about you? Well, um, I'm not going to answer that question, but I will um, <laughs> tell you something that I thought. It's almost the opposite, really. I was thinking this week about, you know, all the things we've owned uh, that potentially would have had some value by now and we've, you know, mm-hmm. um, got rid of them one way or another. I was wondering what now might be valuable in the future. And what I came up with was... Uh, related to what you've just said, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympic Games 2020 may in future be worth money as the event didn't happen and the Olympics could be unlikely to happen this year. So the Tokyo Olympics of the 2020s may never actually only take place in a video game. That's true. That's good thinking, Simon. Doesn't really relate to the question. No. But it's good. Thanks. There's a little, little stock, market, stock market tip for you there. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. He's, oh, sorry, God. He's got a couple of others to ask. Uh, what game do you wish to have official modding tools? Which game would you like to have official modding tools? Oh, I've never used a mod. Um, mm. I've never felt clever enough to be able to use a mod. So... You know, I see what, and, and you know, isn't that just asking for trouble? All people have been doing with mods is, is trying to have sex with Keanu Reeves, haven't they? But, uh, <laughs> the CD project have had to put a stop to this week. You can so, do anything, uh, but not that. But no, uh, exactly. Uh, I, I'll just go with Monkey Ball. Thanks, Robert. Okay. Oh, one final question. Which video game character will you mod to be naked and make them the star of the GameStop movie? Good questions, Robert. Uh, let's dwell on that final one. Bad answers. Uh, yeah. Lawrence Weir writes, Hi guys, recently my family have started doing jigsaws together. It's, it's perfect as each of us could approach the puzzle with our own method and to our own abilities. One of us works on edge pieces while another goes for a, a certain colour and my kids can mostly rely on trial and error. It's made me think that some games like The Outer Wilds are very much like a jigsaw with you filling in the gaps and then being left... So with you filling in the gaps and being left in the end with an image of the entire game and what stories or morals it is trying to tell. My question is, can you think of any game which approaches this in a multiplayer setting in the same way a jigsaw does? It must be completely asynchronous as people can dip in and out of the game as they wish. However, at the end, no matter how much or little someone has contributed, 
they must have, sorry, they have the same complete overview of the entire game. I think if someone could crack this, it would be an amazing achievement. The closest I can think that tried this is a curiosity cube, although who knows what the message of that was supposed to be. Love the show. And then he adds in brackets, although it would be better with Anne. So true. Thanks, Lawrence. Very true. And that reminds me, thinking about it, reminds me of uh, games that have sort of ARG components, right? Where we're all working together. I remember the classic one of Halo. I love bees uh, for Halo 2 back in like 2003, I think-ish. And uh, when you're all working together on a mystery, which a bit like the Curiosity Cube is being unveiled bit by bit. And even if you've only hacked away one of those squares, even if you've only looked at this small part of a mystery, you get to own the whole mystery, feel like you have uh, played a part in that. And a lot of games do this uh, sort of thing now with um, community efforts to do something. I know that that's a big thing in gacha type mobile games where you will have a boss to defeat this week and you've got to inflict 20 million hit points communally uh so you all log on and you all have to do this by sunday night and you all play a little part and if if anyone has contributed to that then they'll all receive a piece of equipment by the uh by the end of the week i think both of those all of those ideas if you include curiosity speak to the same part of that question but what they don't have which i think lawrence's point is really strong is like that sense of local uh like family style involvement right where you can all collaborate on a little mystery or a bigger mystery together over the course of a piece of time but you're not involving yourself with randos on the internet uh which you know is slightly less compelling uh, yes, I agree. I, the, the only, I was struck by, um, when I was reading that letter, though, that I last week I'm almost certain that I said the outer worlds when I meant the outer wilds, and that's all I could think of. And I felt <laughs> that maybe that letter was Lawrence politely making me apologise <laughs> rather than being rude and directly pointing that out. That is a really, really sweet way of handling Thank that situation. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. And thanks for all of your letters this week. Three letters. Come on. I thought there were two. There's three. 300% up on last week, which means we need nine letters for <laughs> next week to keep that trend going. So you can help by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. In the background, you can hear a piece of music that Simon has acquired from somewhere on the internet. We don't know what music that is yet, do we, Simon? We don't. It's likely to be from chipmusic.org, although you notice that the pace of uploads has slowed recently. It has, and there's no Flash player there anymore, because Flash has gone away, which makes it much more of a lottery. Uh, so, so we may need to find a different source for music. If you have any suggestions, then please email team at onelifeleft.com. If you want to be our music curator, that would help us out as well. Uh, but thank you very much to our music providers. Uh, you will find credits for that in the show notes. Thanks to Phil, our under caretaker for his diligence there. You would not be able to listen to this as a podcast if he was not doing it. Uh, You can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. How was uh, Marioki on Friday, Steve? Oh, it was so good to be back. Uh, We do, for new listeners to One Life Left, we do a thing called Marioki, which is pop songs rewritten about video games. We've been doing that for... Simon, do you want to take a guess on how long we've been doing that for? 35 years, I think. No, it is a big one, though. 10 years. 10 years. Oh, I guess, Ten yes, years. of course. It was, 
it was the um, it was the year after the stand up comedy uh, game yeah. party, wasn't it? Right. Ten years wow. this October. Wow. Um, we didn't really start doing it regularly uh, until a few years after that, but ten years big anniversary. So hopefully in October we'll be able to do a real life gig to celebrate that somewhere. Um, fingers crossed for that. But for now, all we can do because karaoke is literally the most dangerous thing you can do in a in a COVID environment. Uh, for now, all we can do is do it online. I say all, it's still absolutely brilliant. We're able to involve people from all across the world. They can dial into our system and uh, and sing. And we had a great night. It was our first one of 2021. Some new songs, some new singers, and uh, just generally brilliant uh, few hours on twitch.tv if you want to join us for the next one, which I reckon, uh, this isn't an official announcement, but I think it will be the last Friday in February whenever that is, maybe the 26th, does that sound right? Uh, We'll be doing one again then, and uh, you're welcome to join us if you're listening to this, or even if you're not, even if someone's (laughs) just told you about it, even if someone's just clipped this sentence from the podcast and sent you it, please, please join us at twitch.tv slash singmariochi, or join us in the Discord, discord.io slash singmariochi. Hey, do you know that we've got a Discord for One Life Left as well? Do we now? What goes on there? Very quiet, very quiet. Occasionally, a couple of uh, couple of comments from the One Life Left hardcore. You'll find some of the letter writers hanging out in there. Uh, you can find that uh, by you can find that in the show notes. Let's say because I'm not sure I've set up Discord.io slash One Life Left, and who knows where that might lead you. But do join <laughs> us. Uh, you know, build the community. Right, we should crack on with the reviews. Let's get on with it. What have you been playing this week, Simon? I have been playing Everspace 2, Steve. Interesting. I tried to play that and it could not... It's early access, isn't it? But it is early access. It did not get past the opening cutscene, which crashed for me. And I thought, well, that's early access. Does sound early access to you. I've had more success. I've been... uh, yeah. I've been flying and a swooping and a shooting and a looting. Um, and I've been, it's been a very enjoyable time, actually. I didn't I didn't play the original Everspace, um, but I understand it was popular around these parts. Um, it's uh, It was a space combat roguelike, um, which uh, did very well, uh, well enough to warrant a sequel, um, which is no longer a roguelike. It's much more of, a, of an open world... RPG and um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So you start off. Um, I think it's directly re- um, directly related to the previous game. Although I didn't play that and I've got into it totally fine. Um, and yeah, it's just an absolutely gorgeous uh, space combat game uh, with some puzzle-like elements, uh, f- flying between different um, space systems. Uh, lots of different areas to explore, um, lots of ways of upgrading your ship uh, and items, etc., etc. But all the time within this absolutely beautifully realised uh, space world. Um, and I've been enjoying it on my gaming PC, but also uh, it works flawlessly with GeForce now, which was part of the reason I was uh, interested in it. In that, um, you know, these days when I'm not in the shed and I don't have immediate access to gaming hardware just being able to again to slip my phone into a razor kishi and continue progress wherever i am uh, <laughs> really is really is letting me continue to play these much much bigger games that aren't available on switch at the moment um in a way that someone who didn't have kids may may be able to do themselves so yeah thoroughly enjoying it and um, i yeah I, I rarely play early access so well that's I'm what not, i was going to ask you like that i i was I was really excited by reading, uh, I think, a review on or a preview on RPS or something like that. Rock paper shotgun. Uh, read it and thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Sounds like my sort of thing. And then saw the final line, which said it goes into early access tomorrow, and I was like, oh, I'm out. 
then it just about persuaded me that yeah so how do you feel about that is it uh, should i wait or? well I, I i haven't exhausted the, the current content my understanding is that they're going to updating it uh, every three months or so with um more areas etc etc and the pace at which i'm playing i should not um encounter any hold up hopefully but um right yeah you know it's it is it is rough around the edges and it and it, it it's um you know, it has a it has a few warnings um, about the behaviour that you can expect, but yeah, re- really enjoyable in its current state. So, uh, so I w- sorry, school seven out of ten. I played uh, Satisfactory and Noita last year, both of which were in early access, and I genuinely loved them both. But I I can't help but feel like I sort of did myself out of a bigger more pleasurable experience because it's difficult for me to go to since they've been released to go to them and say ah you know because i completed no eater i i don't know whether i'm i can go back to it now and satisfactory keeps getting major content drops which i will never see because i've lost my momentum in that game and i don't know uh anyway it's all moot because it crashes for me uh everspace 2 and initially i thought that was the game's fault however uh this week i loaded squadrons for the first time star wars squadrons okay very excited about playing that in vr yeah uh, sat in a tie fighter <laughs> sailed around in vr sat on the floor on a <laughs> on my daughter's beanbag in the floor of my living room uh flying a tie fighter absolutely like genuinely felt like a dream it was brilliant um, you and always then dreamed that... of flying a TIE fighter, did you, Steve? No, I always dreamed yes, that of That says a lot in... about you. <laughs> always dreamed of sitting <laughs> in a beanbag. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, I was I was very excited about flying the X-Wing, obviously. Um, but it crashed. The game crashed as I went into hyperspace in the tutorial mission. So I am starting to feel this may <laughs> not be uh, on the developers of Everspace or... Uh, the developers of Star Wars Squadrons but instead on the age of my PC so I'm looking to remedy that nice Uh, well best of luck Uh, so I I, I have played some other things though uh, this week Um, I played finally got around to playing Polybius the Jeff Minter uh, very Jeff Minterish game of mm-hmm. a few years ago. Now, Polybius is based on the fictional arcade cabinet. You know the story of Polybius? I don't. So it was rumoured um, in a way that could not really be rumoured anymore um, in the in the 80s that the CIA, so right at the height of the arcade boom, the early 80s, the CIA developed an arcade cabinet uh, to hypnotise players to do some experiments around mind control and they placed this cabinet uh, in a few arcades around Portland I think and it was there for a couple of weeks a few kids died and then the cabinet disappeared as soon, almost as soon as it arrived um, no trace of this thing was ever found apart from some stories spread in the community um, genuine piece of video game mythology and the cabinet was called Polybius. Um, now, these days, everything would be documented, right? Uh, in a hundred different ways. You would have YouTube playthroughs of it. Streamers would be going to their local arcades, being hypnotised, doing goodness knows what else. Uh, but back then, not as much documentation, and you could have these exciting rumours. Mint has made a game based on that. Uh, it feels... It's in VR... Uh, and it feels exactly like what Polybius might be, a hypnotic and uh, Minter-esque experience. You're flying into the uh, screen along a web. It's like Tempest. It's like any of his recent games. <laughs> shooty, 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 glowy graphics, lots of uh, llamas and bulls and the like. Flying through gates, going very, very fast. I absolutely loved it and had no idea what I was doing or what was going on. Seven out of ten. Uh, right. I think I've played I think a couple right, of things. Are we out of time? Yeah, we're getting close to it, Steve. All right, I played Google Earth VR. It was excellent. Uh, <laughs> flew into flew into my house. Uh, seven out of ten. Good. I'll talk about talk about Boneworks and Eleven next. Blimey, week. you have gone all in, haven't you? Mm. I mean, I have. Boneworks didn't work on my PC, so seven out of ten. <laughs> That's one ticked off. 
Uh, yeah, good. All right. Sorry, we've, we're running over. Too much to talk to you about, Simon. Exactly. Oh, always lovely Save seeing you again. Netflix. You too. Lovely uh, talking to all of the listeners as well. Exactly. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Resonance FM for hosting. Uh, and a special thanks to you, Simon, uh, for, you know, everything. Couldn't do it you do without you, me. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Happy dry January. Thank you. Right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>